Our scripture today will be spread throughout our message, but you can find the full passage in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. May God bless the reading of his word. Jesus went to the area of Caesarea Philippi. There he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Who do people say the Son of Man is? Jesus asked his disciples, his closest friends, what the people around him were saying about him. At this point, Jesus had already performed many miracles. He had a reputation. They had seen him heal people. They had seen him feed huge crowds with what seemed to be not enough food. The Jewish people recognized that this was similar to what Moses had done for the Israelites in the desert. People were starting to make connections between the prophets from years before and Jesus. They were starting to see that he was not just any other man. There was something different, something special. They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, you are the son of living God. Matthew 16, 14 through 16. The world knows that Jesus was special. Those whom around... Those around him at the time could tell there was something about him that made him stand out and that he had many guesses. They could see the similarities between him and the prophets, Elijah, Jeremiah, and others. They saw the miracles. Even today, there are other religions that acknowledge that there is something about Jesus that should be revered. But Jesus had another question. He wanted to know what his disciples had to say. He wanted to know what those closest to him, the ones who walked with him daily, ate with him, served others with him, and listened to him thought. All the of the guesses that were made, do you see who got it right? His disciples, his best friends. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. No mere human showed this to you. My Father in heaven showed it to you. Here's what I tell you. You are Peter. On this rock I will build my church. The gates of hell will not be strong enough to destroy it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And what you lock on earth will be locked in heaven. What you unlock on earth will be unlocked in heaven. Matthew 16, 17 through 19. Peter answered correctly. The ones who got it right and recognized who Jesus really is were the ones who spent their day-to-day -day lives with him. They walked with him, traveled with him, ate with him, served others with him, listened to him. They knew him. I've heard adults all over Asbury use the phrase, embodying the way of Jesus together, a lot lately. You've probably heard it too. What you might not know is that even the youngest people in our church, way younger than me, get to learn about this. Our nursery and preschool kids get the message over and over that Jesus loves them. Once we start elementary school, we start focusing on what the people were seeing when they fought were with Jesus. 
we answer that same question, who is Jesus? And as we get older, what is his way? Next year, I'll move up into the youth group. Mom, please don't cry. I know I'll get to keep learning and really following Jesus and eventually understanding, serving, loving, and embodying the way of Jesus with my friends and my church family. Peter was able to answer the question, who is Jesus? Because he was right there with him, Jesus was a part of Peter's daily life. He knew the way of Jesus because he literally walked it with him. He knew the way Jesus taught and loved and helped. He followed Jesus' way and kept doing what Jesus would do even after Jesus had returned to heaven because he knew Jesus so well. Isn't that how it works for us? For us kids, or for us big kids too. We can only answer the question of who Jesus is when we spend the time getting to know him, when he is so much a part of our thoughts, our words, our actions, our service, that it becomes part of our daily lives. That's when we are really able to know him. But sometimes, especially for us, it's easier to know someone when we can see them. And that's where you, our Asbury Church family, come in. We as kids can't physically see Jesus the way Peter could, but we can see you embodying his way. We can see you serve, we see you teach, we show you grace, we see you help, we see you love, and we can follow the example of Jesus that we see you in. Thank you for helping us see and know Jesus. Please keep helping us, keep encouraging us, keep teaching us and loving us so we can worship, serve, and grow. And like Jesus told Peter, build the church together. Michael Bowman is going to help us finish the service, but before we do, I want to just point out how wonderfully the kids helped us understand what our discipleship plan is here at Asbury, that we, we are hoping that each and every person who is a part of our church family believes in Jesus and follows Jesus. And this is something you've been working on, Michael, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> you wanted me to speak to it? Is that the, yeah, okay. I am. <laughs> I, I told him I'm going to throw him a curveball. This and here is the curveball. Let's see how I hit it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have been working on a little bit of a discipleship pathway from cradle to communion of saints, we like to say. This idea of embodying the way of Jesus together is not just for the adults, it's for all of us because the kids and the youth are not just the church of tomorrow, they're the church of right now. Uh, as you see them leading today, that's a lot because we want them to know. Do you want me to go through the whole thing? Is that what this is, really? Okay, we're just going to keep going. <laughs> On the fly. Yeah, this is a curveball. So, uh, in nursery, uh, we want our youngers to, to know that Jesus loves them. So, by the time they get to kindergarten, we can answer the question, who is Jesus? From that point on, we'll teach them uh, fifth grade, or, or 
sixth grade, third through fifth grade, thank you, I'm getting some help from the kids staff here. Uh, <laughs> they will answer the question, the, what is the way of Jesus? From there, they get into confirmation through their middle school, junior high time. They'll uh, learn uh, what, what following in the way of Jesus looks like. What does it mean to follow Jesus? So that when they get into high school, they can really start talking about embodying the way of Jesus together, which takes them right into our adult world where we're gonna continue to parse that out together. To make sure we talked about this is because there's something important that Michael is going to talk to us about in a moment, but it reminds us how a church family is intertwined. There is no children's ministry and youth ministry and adults that are separate. If one thing happens to one part of the church, it affects everyone else. We're all a part of this together, and without without the adults living and thriving in their faith and serving out of their heart, affected by grace, then the people younger than us, the young adults, the teenagers and children suffer. You know, this is all part of what uh, Paul teaches us in Romans, that the church is like a body and every piece matters and every piece is connected. And so part of what we're, we're acknowledging today is that these children matter to us because they are the church. At the same time, we have responsibilities in how we live out our faith. We cannot simply just make it only about what we are for or what we are against. It's got to be about who we serve and who we follow because that is the key. Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life, and the more that we follow him, the more healthy our church will be. And that leads us to how we witness our faith, Michael. Absolutely. So one, one question I think you hopefully heard our preachers preach here is the question, who is Jesus? Uh, it's in our scripture. It was throughout their wonderful sermon. Who is Jesus? This is a really important question for us to ask ourselves often because the way in which you answered that question, who is Jesus, will have a dramatic effect on the way in which you live your life. It will have a huge impact on your, what we call spiritual formation. Um, It's an important question for us to consider, who is Jesus? And as you've also just heard preach, we discover the answer to that question only when we spend time with Jesus. As we spend time with Jesus, as we follow him around, as we listen to him speak and watch him heal and live his life, as we learn from his way of how he lived in this world, then we might even find ourselves discovering that we are becoming like him. And that as we spend time with Jesus and as we become like him, then we might even find ourselves becoming the kind of people who then naturally do the things that Jesus did. But I hope that you also heard something else this morning. I hope you heard that how you live your life, how you speak to other people, how you love, or how you don't, how you care and show grace, or how you don't, how you serve others or not, 
How you embody the way of Jesus or not has a dramatic effect not only on your formation but on the formation of others as well. Because others are watching. They're always watching. And the example that you set will have an impact on their formation as well. So may we see Jesus today. May we know Jesus for ourselves. May we come to worship him. May we serve him. May we grow more into his likeness. And may we do all of this together. May all of this draw us nearer to the God who is already near to us, nearer to the God who already loves us. And may this aid us and made others in knowing Jesus as well. But I have another Final question for you to consider. What if our lives were an example to how another person is meant to live? Let me say that a little more directly. What if your life was meant to be an example for someone else to follow? I don't know about you, but that question kind of frightens me. Because I think about my life and all the ways in which I've tried and attempted to live it over the years, and I don't know if it should be an example for anyone to follow. But what if, what if we knew Jesus so well? What if we followed Jesus so closely? What if we really and truly embodied the way of Jesus in our own lives? Well, then maybe, just maybe, we would then lead a life that is worthy for someone else to follow. May the Lord help us, and may it be so. Amen.